Hi everyone and welcome back to The Digital Bean. My name is Lindsay. I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Kelsey. Digital Bean is a weekly review podcast where we talk about the fashion, feminism, and thematic marvels of the Disney Channel original series, Lizzie McGuire. This week's episode is called... Obsession! Obsession aired on June 29th, 2001. Which may have been the most monumental thing to happen on this day in history, because to find anything as equally entertaining, we had to go back all the way to 1613. Yes, that was our favorite historical fact from this date, because we don't have any birthdays for you. On that day, the historic Globe Theater in London burned down. Alright, this episode starts with a food drive. Yeah, Lizzie and Miranda are at school in the courtyard, collecting cans, doing being good Samaritans. Is it for a school project, or are they just they just have a booth set up? Unclear. It looked like it was a series of booths set up, so maybe there was some, like, Enviro Fair or something going on. Moving on. Anyway, yeah, this definitely seems like it's been coordinated by the school, and uh, it's really tickling Lizzie's fancy. Miranda's happy to have done good for the world, but Lizzie is just getting off on being a do-gooder once again. I totally have a knack for this. I ended world hunger in an afternoon. Okay, maybe not ended, but I made a dent. Yep. Um, And then on the flip side, uh, supportive family shows up to bring their canned goods, and Matt is dreading the thought of having to be a do-gooder. He has been, I don't know if it's like a rotation or what, but he is currently a hall monitor at his school, which he is deeply concerned is just going to be an invitation for mass humiliation. Um, And to keep this episode ever complicated, we then have a three-way phone call where yet a third plot is introduced. Here's the thing. I think, yes, there were kind of three plots, but they were so thematically intertwined that it still Mm. kind of just felt like we have had episodes where the plots make it very frustrating to watch the show, and I didn't feel that way this episode. That's fair. The third plot that we've yet to introduce is that Gordo is participating in the Science Olympics, um, which involved a egg drop, paper airplane throw, and slow bike contest. Yeah, slow bicycle race. His obsession, of course, is that he has lost to Tudgeman mm-hmm. every year for, what, the past four years? And he is hellbent on claiming victory this time around. I Just now, this is really sad. Yes, realize that they all get obsessed with their endeavor. I only was focusing on that from the Lizzie perspective. Oh, wow. No, they all do. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, I'm there now. Well, spoiler alert. We haven't said this yet, but Matt becomes quickly obsessed with his role. Not so much as to implement good, like Lizzie's trying to do, but because he is hungry on power. So after his first day at school, Lizzie gets off her three-way call, goes to dinner... Matt's at the table and gives her a citation for being late to the dinner table, which is the beginning of his spiral into czar levels of craziness. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say tyranny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so also at the dinner table, Lizzie announces that her next earth-saving project 
is to be implementing recycling. And she wants to start at the Digital Beam. No, she wants to start at home. Oh, that's true. Her first locale outside of the home is going to be the Digital Beam, but she kind of spooks Sam and Joe by saying, we need to get three different bins for paper, plastic, and... Glass. Oh, glass. Well... I guess I remember from back in the day when you did have to sort your own recycling. You, I think you can group the numbers into just, like, three groups, right? I, I don't know. I feel like when we had to separate them, it was like one side was paper and one side was everything else. Mm-hmm. After she starts her do-gooding at home, Lizzie and Miranda meet up at the Digital Bean to start their recycling project. But Miranda doesn't seem too happy to be dragged into this. Yeah, she is not looking forward to digging through the garbage. Especially when it appears they've also kind of met here to eat lunch. Yeah. Yeah, they order food, uh, which actually quickly becomes a point of contention because Miranda gets them both burgers, and this popular girl who's super crunchy at school comes over to talk to Lizzie is like, oh, you're into recycling, that's so awesome, but then she sees that she's eating meat and flips out on her. How can you enjoy eating some poor, dead animal? I never thought of it that way. Well, maybe you should, meat eater. Something I thought was interesting about this scene is, you know, we're used to Lizzie diving headfirst into her new interests, her kind of interest of the week. So I would say Lizzie maybe has obsessions more often than not. <laughs> but she is really passionate about this earth-saving business. She yeah. She seems like a liberal arts major at a college. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is this is definitely a, a different level of... Um... I'm trying to find synonyms for obsession, but now that we've said it so much, it's... Enthusiasm. Yeah. It's more than enthusiasm, though, because she's angry, and that's what made me think of, like, Mm, a college student. Yes, yes. There's, like, a righteousness. Yes, she's righteous, and she's shaming other people for not meeting her level of passion. Mm -hmm. When she's literally gathering knowledge about these things, like, as she goes, Mm -hmm. she's brand new to this activist role. Well, I mean, one, I think that's just part of being young. Like, that's kind of what you do is you try on these different personas um, to kind of see what sticks. But also, it's kind of funny because Lizzie spouts off a fact that, like, if people don't start recycling by 2050, there will be enough garbage to fill, like, to Texas two times and Miranda's like where are you getting this and she doesn't even have like she doesn't have a response I wish I had a montage scene of Lizzie either surfing the internet or like talking to someone at a recycling center something to show that she has acquired this information somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah the stuff she says really I guess could be true but it seems made up because we all know Lizzie doesn't read (laughs) back to our science plot real quick there's a a fun scene there's just a lot of fun scenes in this episode um but one where you have gordo and tudgeman sitting opposite each other in a classroom that appears to only have two tables in it piled high with books i don't know why they would need so many books to research these three well simple tasks also what is the contest with the egg dropping are they supposed to be, I think they're supposed to be, like, protecting it, like, building some sort of casing 
for it to protect it when dropping it off of the second story courtyard balcony. It's it's not really explained. There's just one really quick scene where they show it from yeah. last year. Anyways, needless to say, there is a, a well-established rivalry between Gordo and Tudgeman in this Olympics that seems to only have two participants. I think what's interesting is when you get those two to just alone together with the absence of their peers or Lizzie and Miranda... You start to wonder if maybe Kyle Downs auditioned for Gordo, and they're like, well, you're not right for this, but we'll make something for you. We'll just make you greasy looking. Like, oh, they look so similar. And maybe. Honestly, like their I have that thought, too. Their personalities aren't that different. No, which is I mean, why they're so antagonistic. But why is Tudgeman, like, the outcast when he's really not that different than Gordo? Mm. That's what I was wondering. It's like, why is Gordo... I mean, I guess because he fancies himself this really intelligent person, and he is, but I just can't imagine, like, why he would have this rivalry for this, like, nerdy honor with the school nerd that everyone makes fun of. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. The school nerd, but at this point, if it's, if each episode is canon to the other, like, he's class president. That's right. You're right. Oh, Yeah. And you'd think that maybe elevate him to some status other than freak show nerd, but it doesn't really seem to have done that. Uh, I think something else, that, something else important that happens in this episode is that Gordo has taken on the role of intimidation for Tudgeman. Like, that's his ploy to not actually be better than Tudgeman, but just to scare him. And in doing Ooh, so... mind games. Yeah, he's developed this shitty sleep schedule because he's staying up all night to... I guess that's in opposition to what I just said. I guess he is preparing, mm-hmm. but he's using scare tactics as his ultimate weapon, I think. Yeah. And again, cramming information for for what? But it's okay. <laughs> Especially, I mean, I guess in years past, the tasks could have been different. But I was like, especially if they've done this stuff before. So back at home, Lizzie and... Matt are clearly both escalating in their new obsessions and as Lizzie is talking to her parents about how she wants to donate her clothes to the homeless shelter, Miranda shows up at the door. And Miranda is in a brand new baby blue leather jacket that looks shockingly like Lizzie's blue pleather jacket. But Lizzie, From the bra episode. Yeah, but Lizzie doesn't seem to recognize it. She's like, where did you get that? Is it new? And what I thought was going to happen is she was going to say she like donated her, her clothes or like set them aside and Miranda took the took it from the donation pile. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That would have been way smarter. This is just lazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be new, but any it's supposed to be new. Anyway, and uh, Miranda's in love with the new jacket, but it's real leather, which is also not believable. And no, Lizzie's really been out of shape about it and yells at her. Miranda, you can't wear that. Are you kidding? This is totally in. Uh, I thought we were going veggie. Back up. You're going veggie. Yeah. And then they do their classic. Ah, ah, and then walk away from each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to Cheyenne's point, it's interesting how in this episode, there's so many like Lizzie confrontations. She's um, up in people's business this yeah, episode. Yeah, this is the second time that she and Miranda have, like, gotten into things 
over this passion. And Lizzie just got done complaining to her parents. I mean, she literally says to Sam, like, if you had asked me to do something and I didn't do it, wouldn't you punish me? Sickest burn from Sam in this episode, he tells Lizzie to recycle her attitude. Mm, that was good. Damn. He must have read a parenting book between last episode and this one. <laughs> He's just tired of it. She's out of control. She's yeah. going real mad. Sam is serving up some parenting realness. So Lizzie's reached her recycling crazy apex the next day at school when Miranda and Gordo are talking to each other. Miranda's come to Gordo to, you know, get some help. She doesn't know what to do with Lizzie, and he's like, just ignore it. She'll get over it. In this pile of paper airplanes he's made in practice for the next uh, competition. And when Lizzie sees these airplanes... What are you doing? I'm working on these. 99% of all paper products are recyclable, and yet only 15% of people recycle. I mean, her reaction was almost as strong as our reactions to seeing her outfit in this scene. A burlap sack. Yeah, which is confirmed later on. You, you're you're led to believe she's wearing a burlap sack with some sort of, like, fishnet headscarf. This episode is so funny because she starts as... Okay, so let's imagine an Animorphs book cover where Lizzie starts as herself <laughs> and is, like, outfit by outfit becoming a pine cone or something. <laughs> like, it's just crunchier and crunchier as each scene goes by. Oh, yeah. And Miranda's just giving Gordo the see-what-I-was-telling-you eyes. Mm-hmm. Did you see the shoes and the burlap sack? Mm-hmm. And she walks out and is just like, I'm going to eat lunch by myself. The shoes are like some prototype sandy-ass toms. It's like Dansko clog business. <laughs> well, we're kind of burning through some of our fashion topics. That's true. We won't go too in-depth to this because we quickly have to move over to our next psychopath. The McGuire's are really on a roll in this episode because Matt, in his his escapades, is in the hall stopping every fellow child for their... Minor trans- infractions. Yeah, their transgressions in the hallways, which include things like riding your scooter in the hall... Without your helmet buckled? Yeah, he doesn't. He stops this girl twice to give her helmet related write ups, but nothing about the scooter in the hall. We really picked an amazing exit phrase from the get go because this is the most pro scooter universe I've ever <laughs> seen depicted on TV. <laughs> uh, this next scene, we are back to. The heated rivalry, and it is glorious. This, like, spaghetti western moment in the hallway. Oh, yeah. There's a tumbleweed. Um, but it's got some knockoff Ennio Marconi music on. I think that's how you pronounce that guy's name. He's the composer who scored Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But anyways, um, Gordo is tossing his bike helmet side to side. Tudgman's holding some math tools, um, and they're having a good old-fashioned stare-off, talking some smack about these here Science Olympics. So after Gordo and Tudgman's standoff in the hallway, we see into Lizzie's 
is it English class or what class is it? Because it's something that actually has to do with the volunteering project. It's like anyway, a... so they're in class and uh, Gordo and Miranda are in this class too. And the teacher says, all right, everyone put your things away. We're having a pop quiz. And Lizzie's ass just lights on fire and she starts yelling at the teacher about how many trees she's killing. You know how many trees you killed with your little pop quiz? You could have printed those double-sided. You could have saved a life. By not printing double-sided, and you should know we volunteered for your project, and blah, blah, blah. And the teacher's like, you need to get some rest. <laughs> like, go home. You're being crazy. Meanwhile, Gordo is literally falling asleep on his desk. Yeah. And says twice, I'm just resting my eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back on track. Lizzie gets sent home to find that Matt has already been sent home. And the parents have to have a discussion with their kids about toning it the fuck down in all areas of their lives. Matt's not allowed to be a hall monitor anymore, and Lizzie needs to keep her good intentions, but maybe channel them into one activity rather than trying to carry the weight of the world on her shoulders, which is literally portrayed in cartoon Lizzie as she's lifting up the planet. Well, the punchline of this scene is they, after they, you know, kind of talk Lizzie down and say, maybe you should put your blinders on and pick one thing. uh, Joe says, why don't you go take a nap and I'll wake you up and then drive you back to school for Gordo's bike race. And Lizzie's like, ugh. One small problem. <laughs> I uh, donated my mattress to the homeless shelter. When, Lizzie? When? Yeah, well, true. Or how? Like, what did she do? Strap it on her back and walk out of the house with it? Called the Salvation Army and they just yeah. plopped it down the stairs. We have some practical questions. But what I also wanted to point out was it was not dissimilar to the episode with the walkie-talkies when Matt sold all of his all belongings. Of his I mean, it's totally dissimilar in that Matt's trying to prove a point and get to his parents, whereas Lizzie's being... A uh, maniac. Yeah, (laughs) ignorantly generous. I think the point you're trying to make is that both kids... It was a similar action. Yeah, they have no regard to the fact that the items they own cost money and resources, and that, oh, if I give away my bed or my clothes, my parents will replace them. Yeah, like the scene earlier in the episode where Lizzie's like ripping a can of food out of her mom's hand as she's trying to make it for dinner. And Lizzie's like, no, the homeless shelter needs it. It's more important that we give it away. And Joe's like, "Uh, no, we're going to eat this right now. It's your dinner. Mm -hmm. Oh, something else amazing that Sam says is you have to help yourself before you help other people. Like you're Mm -hmm. no good to anyone else Mm -hmm. if you're all strung out or if you've given all your shit away. Like... Take care of you. A true social worky self-care message. Yes, he is coming into his own. Yeah. Good job, Sam. All right, final scene of the episode. Climax. Yep. The official name, what is it, the slow speed bike race? Yes. Okay. So Gordo, surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, because he blew us away and come fly with me, he's got a bit of a diva moment with his outfit. When he shows up to this bike race. Yeah, as we already said, Tudgeman shows up. He's got a cape on to, you know, help build some wind resistance. But like we said, not much regalia to his entrance. But anyways, (laughs) back to Gordo's outfit. He's dressed like the king. Elvis. Yep. He's got 
the white jumpsuit and the shiny cape. His helmet is covered in a terrifying wig. And he hops on his bicycle for this race. Who are you? Kin baby. What ends up happening, though, is that even though Gordo is behind Larry and seems like he's going to win, uh, he his, his sleep-deprived schedule catches up to him mid-cycle, and he falls over. Yep, just right there. And yeah. he's disqualified. Which is another, like, you have to suspend your disbelief. Because I feel like if you were in competition, like, at that point, like, it's the final event. And your adrenaline would have kicked in to allow you to finish this, like, literally 30-second long bike race. Like, it is the smallest little track. And, unfortunately, Larry is the five-time winner of the Science Olympics. And that's a wrap. Well, yeah, we can talk about the themes in the themes section. Yeah. So, fashion moments. For a lap sack. Ooh. Not my face. (laughs) I really It looks like it would be like chafing your nips even though you were wearing a shirt under it, which Lizzie was. It looked so rough. Um, I did like the amount of bandana she was wearing this episode, but I think I have to give my fashion award to Gordo's weird-ass Elvis costume. Who made that? I have no idea. I was about to say, there was like... Is that what he was staying up all night doing? I think he said he was. Should he be on Project Runway? Yeah. Yes. I think he said, he made some comment. He was like, if I just hadn't stayed up to finish the, like, call, like the wind-resistant collar, I wouldn't have fallen asleep or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, they were fashion design books. <laughs> well, what I was going to point out is I'm disappointed that there is this, like, bejeweled Gordo on the back of the jumpsuit where the O is, like, a bike wheel. And it's really disappointing that you only get one one glimpse of that bad boy. But that damn, that detail. I mean, I really liked the jacket of controversy. The blue leather jacket? Yeah. You made fun of that, like, two episodes ago. I guess maybe I just liked it this episode because it felt like such a like a, such a statement, such a punch. Mm. I don't know. Such a fuck you. Yeah. All right. Feminism. Let's skip it. There's plenty of other activism yeah. in this episode. Oh, true. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no feminism, but other good doy things that we've ridiculed <laughs> for recycling instead. <laughs> You know, I'm freaking tired of recycling. My house is filled with this crazy man version of Lizzie, and we have a thousand fucking trash. Yeah, your house is things. like a shrine to recycling and composting. I literally, I, I blew a gasket. I think I told you guys this when you came over. I would open cupboards, and he was hoarding glass bottles. And I don't know what for. And then I asked him, he's like, well, you know, if the plants get bigger, we'll need something to propagate them into. <laughs> Um, so a bunch of Topo Chico bottles seem to be the solution to him. I threw them away. For those of you not in the Austin area, Topo Chico is a... Mineral water. Yeah. Fizzy water. It's the best. Made me shit my shorts at Catholic camp. (laughs) I can't breathe. Yep. Of course, it didn't hit me until we had a camp-wide game of Capture the Flag at night. And they shot that flag gun, and I ran two feet no. and grabbed my shorts. How did it hit? 
they were soft, gray fabric shorts. And that's why I'm an atheist. <laughs> there can Wait. be no god that makes you shit yourself at Catholic camp. <laughs> How did we get here from Topo Chico? Mineral water. Not, it's not just sparkling water, Kelsey. It has minerals in it. Great. That don't sit well on a young intestine. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is the next category? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Last and probably least, uh, thematic marvels. I liked this. Like I said, it weaves itself strongly through, through each of the plots that we have. Um, they're not mild obsessions. Like, they go full Monty into their interests in this episode. Unfortunately, their obsession doesn't get them anywhere. I think the theme here is balance. <gasps> so you don't fall off the bike! Amazing. Wow. Wow. Layers. But I, I mean, in the realm of themes that we've seen, it maybe doesn't seem the most, uh important as far as adolescence goes Hmm. but i liked it yeah no i think it was good i think the levels of obsession they all reached were maybe a little a little forced a little like hyperbolic given that it is a tv show however i mean i do think that again this is an episode where all of it seemed within the realm of possibility Mm mm-hmm like, a good fit for each character, and also, like, something that could happen. Yeah, and I think Lizzie's obsession isn't that far of a cry from her own shtick, because in previous episodes, it's definitely been mentioned that she does volunteer Mm semi-regularly and is, you know, interested in that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it was a good obsession for her, but also a good message for her to learn so early on that you kind of got to focus because you can easily become overwhelmed by all of the, all of the need that's Mm -hmm. out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rankings. I feel like this is going to be a good episode for us. Mm -hmm. I am going to say a four. Four citations. Four tumbleweeds for me. Ooh. I'm going... This is... I think this has been my favorite episode so far. Really? I mean, like... Go congrats! Go five! I mean, it was a lot of fun. I guess it was It was very well-paced. Um, none of the annoying stuff. Like, there was some silliness, but no, like, obnoxiously slapsticky moments um like you said everything tied together and we really I, I really like it when that it works that way mm-hmm. um yeah so I'm going I'm I can't do a five like I don't know if I'll ever be able to give a five like that's just my nature um I, d- I don't think this is a five no but I I I want to go four and a half wow like I, I really liked this episode a lot um four and a half Beef burgers. Beef burgers. I had to specify. These are no veggie burgers. What also is 
very strong about this episode is that those science Olympics are a unique plot point. That's not something you see in a bunch of shows. Like, there are certainly plots in Lizzie McGuire that you've seen versions of in other pieces mm-hmm. of media, but that was a really unique thing, and it was true to the characters who were involved. Mm-hmm. I just remembered a fashion moment that I wanted to point out um, that I'd forgotten was when Matt, in his final scene as hallway monitor, throws on his awesome mirrored aviators Mm, totally very top gun he loves tom cruise oh yeah he and he alone (laughs) they're the same size (laughs) 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 yeah all right are we ready to uh throw on some unbuckled helmets (laughs) just get buck wild up in here slow speed razor scooter on out Ooh, yeah. How slow do you think you could go on a Razor scooter? So slow. Before tipping over? Oh, yeah. I could go so slow on a Razor scooter. I wonder if I could just balance on it. Until next time. Toodles. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Digital Bean. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and please leave us a review if you like what you hear. Or if you don't. And as always, you can find us all over the internet as the underscore digital bean.